We have some important people coming to town today for two different events. And one of the folks coming to town today joins me now. It is my favorite Lieutenant Governor, Susan Bicewich, who will be having a couple of press conferences today. Susan, good morning. Thanks for joining us. What brings you to Romantic Willamantic? Well, a couple of really nice things. First is uh, an Urban Act grant of $500,000 to the town of Wyndham to develop Whitewater Park and Trail on the Greenway. So this is going to be great because it's going to make um, the trail much more accessible. And it's going to involve historic preservation and um, all kinds of uh, good bike service. Um, There's going to be a charging station on the trail too, plantings, better lighting, shelter, seating, going to be beautiful. And what development are you hearing about the Willamette Whitewater Park? Is that just to give them the money to do what they're going to do with, or are specific improvements talking about with this Urban Act grant? Yeah, so it's specific um, improvements to the park and the trail. So there's going to be seating so people can rest. There's going to be shelters uh, for trail users, there's going to be a parking area and hopefully an EV charging station as well, um, containers for garbage and recycling, uh, a bike station uh, so that if you need to service your bike, there'll be tools there, um, and uh, solar lighting as well, and a solar charging station, which is kind of cool. You called it an Urban Act grant. Specifically, what does that mean? What is an Urban Act? Well, Urban Act grants are meant to help uh, municipalities that are developing uh, greenway trails. Many towns already have um, some kind of trail going through their town. For example, in Hamden and Cheshire and going and Farmington as well have canal trails. Um, and there are a lot of tra- these trails are great because people walk or bike on them. So we're trying to develop them all over the state with the hope that they can be connected. So literally you can go across the state uh, on these beautiful greenways. And you already have in uh, some great trails. And this is going to help. Uh, especially in the downtown area, which is another reason why it's called an Urban Act uh, grant. Yeah, we have a great network of trails here between the Hop River Trail. It goes from here to Bolton and up toward Vernon and Manchester and the Airline Trail. It goes from basically the northeast corner of the state through Willimantic all the way down to East Hampton and now all the way to Portland as well. And uh, pretty soon, once they get the Hop River Bridge fixed to connect the Hop River Trail to the Airline Trail and the Willimantic River Greenway, it's going to be even better as well. Is there an element in this Urban Act grant as well? that is involving economic development, because as these trails improved, that's going to bring more people to town, and some of that's going to create spinoff business. Oh, absolutely. Um, And Urban Act grants are specifically targeted to distressed municipalities and urban centers, and the idea is, um, you know, the more people you have coming to use the trails, of course, more likely People will have a coffee, grab lunch, a pizza, 
um, you know, do a little shopping while they're in town. So, yes, there is an economic development component to it. Um, another great example is there's a beautiful uh, a brewery, a microbrewery in Hamden, and it's in an old train station, and it's right near the canal trail that I was just talking about, and um, there have been a bunch of businesses that have sprung up along the trail because people are walking and biking by, and they stop and, you know, get a, get a meal or a snack or uh, do some shopping while they're out. Today's first press conference at 11 o'clock at the Bellingham Ballroom at Wyndham Town Hall on the second floor. You won't be alone, though. There'll be some other folks involved in that press conference, aren't there? Um, yes, 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 indeed. Um, Mayor Tom DeVivo, Senator May Flexer, and Representative Susan Johnson, and also Jana Roberson, who's the president of the Willimantic Whitewater Partnership. And then while you're in town, round two of this, a press conference regarding a big event that starts next week. Tell me about Taste to Town's Restaurant Week in Mansfield and Wyndham. Well, there's a Taste of Town Restaurant Week in both of those towns, and the idea is to highlight some of the great restaurants that are in both of those towns. And uh, we're going to be starting at Trigo Wood-Fired Pizza, and I'm really excited about that because um, the last time I was in Wyndham a month ago, um, I saw renovations underway in that space on Main Street. It looks like it was going to be a really cool space, and um, I'm hoping that they may have some wood-fired pizza taste at the event. I don't know. Maybe I'm a little bit optimistic, but that's exciting. Yeah, that'll be at 12 noon today, and a lot of folks will be involved in that press conference as well. So the lieutenant governor coming to town for two events today at 11 and 12 o'clock. Let me turn the page a bit, going back to Ned Lamont's budget message. And some folks at UConn were not happy about some of the things involving UConn costs, and they had a protest this week at the state capitol. The governor responded by saying there was a misunderstanding. Can you help clarify that for the folks who were upset about what they perceived as budget cuts to UConn? That's right. So if you take out the ARPA funding, which is federal funding, which is a one-time thing, then you'll see that every year of our administration, our budgets have have provided greater funding every year to UConn. So uh, it's not a budget cut. It's actually a budget increase. Um, but, you know, you have to take out the ARPA funding that um, is, you know, running out, right? That was a one-time thing and not to be relied upon every year. Susan, you've been outspoken about women's rights, which has been a big issue, especially in the last year or so. And you said that you're proud to stand with the Connecticut Pharmacist Association and legislatures from uh, legislators from both sides of the aisle in support of expanding access to contraception. And this involves pharmacies. Tell me more. I'm so glad you asked about this um, because people, Lane, are increasingly getting health care at pharmacies. I recently... Uh, got a vac- uh, got a vaccination at a CVS down the road from my home. Um, and so we are proposing 
to have Connecticut join 20 other states in allowing pharmacists to prescribe contraception uh, to women. 20 other states do this, and women in those states um, have very accessible access because most people live within five miles of a pharmacy, and people tend to visit their pharmacy uh, more than once a month, sometimes two or three times a month, right? And so uh, we would like women to have access to contraception and also emergency contraception medication, particularly because in parts of our state, access to health care is decreasing. You know, Wyndham Hospital, for example, start, stop providing uh, emergency um, excuse me, maternity care, same thing for Sharon Hospital in northwestern Connecticut. So uh, the governor and I have proposed and legislators from both sides of the aisle believe that this reduces barriers for women because they can go to their local pharmacy. They don't have to wait to make an appointment with a doctor, and by the way, doctor's visits are expensive, and they can get access to um, contraception right away, especially if they should need emergency contraception. And the governor's state budget proposal that was presented to the legislature will also include a plan to increase Connecticut's earned income tax credit to 40%. What will be the impact on the average taxpayer of that? Um, I'm sorry, say that again. Earned income tax credit. Oh, yes, yes, yes. So this is um, a permanent expansion of an, of a tax credit provided to our local, our uh, lowest income families. Um, we had this during COVID, um, and we expanded it from 30% to 40%. So it means that most of our lowest income uh, households will not have to pay any tax income tax at all, and in fact, they can get a they can get a credit or cash assistance. So uh, this is something that's very important, and it is in addition to the tax cut that the governor has proposed for our middle income families, so that. If you make $75,000 or less as an individual, uh, you get a tax cut. And for families that make $150,000 um, together, there is a tax cut for those families as well. And we have a total of 1.7 million tax filers, so 1.1 million families are going to benefit from the tax cuts that I just talked about, the uh, middle income uh, plus the earned income tax credit, which I should know is for people who are working because there are a lot of people out there that work uh, two jobs, but they're still struggling. So if you're working, that earned income tax credit will help. 
the Governor's Council on Women and Girls hosted a panel on domestic violence and domestic abuse and coercive control yesterday with a focus on the impact on women ages 16 to 24. And you were the moderator of that panel. Give me some of the highlights as you saw them. Uh, Yes. Well, this month is uh, National Teen uh, Violence Awareness Month. And unfortunately, uh, younger women, those between 16 and 24, are the most um, prevalent in experiencing uh, violence. And it can be um, it can be verbal abuse. It can be physical abuse. It can be coercive control, where uh, someone is trying to uh, an abusive partner is trying to isolate you from your family, from your friends, trying to uh, control you and hurt you. And so we wanted to highlight that. Um, And also let people know, because this is something that a lot of people are not aware of, the Paid Family and Medical Leave Authority provides um, income replacement if you've um, been injured or hurt by an abusive partner and you have to stay out of work because you have a broken limb or Um, you've been injured, seriously, you have income replacement um, money that you uh, can access if you have to stay home for up to 12 weeks, Uh, if you have to get mental health care, if you've been severely injured. um, So what you can do is talk to folks at the Paid Leave Authority about your benefits. Also, if you to go to court to protect yourself or your child um, and need days off to do those things, you are able to get income replacement for that through the paid leave authority. And a lot of people know that if you have a baby or if you're um, getting cancer treatment, you can get income replacement from the paid leave authority. But we really wanted women to know that there is help available if you've been uh, injured or hurt by your uh, intimate partner. Sadly, this is way too prevalent uh, in our state, especially after the pandemic. A lot of the uh, domestic violence agencies are reporting a 100% increase in the number of um, victims and survivors that they are helping. Well, Susan, we're glad you're coming to town today for those two events, both very positive for the Wyndham-Mansfield area. Looking forward to that, and as always, thanks for joining me today. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Wayne. Appreciate it. That's Connecticut Lieutenant Governor Susan Bysowich, our guest on WILI.